This episode of Grow Getters is brought to you by Grow Getters Club, a high-touch mastermind helping smart women incubate and grow their business ideas, side hustles, and passion projects together. Join the waitlist at growgetters.io forward slash club for our next intake. Welcome to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast. If you want to future-proof yourself, turn your hobby into a profitable side hustle and create a thriving, multi-passionate career, then you're in the right place. Each week, we keep you up to speed with all the hottest and most in-demand methods, models, tools, and trends in business and tech to help you stay ahead of the game and grow. I'm GrowGetters co-founder and innovation specialist, Tiffany Hart. And I'm GrowGetters co-founder and digital strategist, Tanya Garma. So if you're ready to stay relevant in your element and be excellent, Follow the Grow Getters podcast for your weekly fix of future skills. Now, let's get growing. Hey, Grow Getters. This week on the pod, we have an expert masterclass with Jeanette Bosa, a speaking coach and facilitator who helps people build their industry presence through the power of presenting. Having had an illustrious 15 plus year career as a sales executive and understanding the nuances and challenges of corporate work, Jeanette also specializes in career leadership and confidence coaching. Her passion and niche, however, is presentation skills. Jeanette is determined to help people speak up, show up and demonstrate their unique quality and work they do, essentially to be visible and be seen. Too many times in her career, she's found that the people who don't deliver quality work are often those who speak the loudest. In other words, too many of the real deal professionals stay quiet and work behind the scenes. Maybe this even sounds like you. Jeanette's purpose is to make sure that no one is left behind. Everyone has a voice and she is committed to giving them the tools to move from behind the scenes to being visible. So in this episode, Jeanette unpacks why presentation skills are the black sheep of professional skills and why they're more relevant than ever in 2022. She reveals three of her top secret source presentation skill up-levelers and gives her biggest piece of advice for delivering a successful sales pitch. So no matter whether you're a business babe or career gal or something in between, this episode is perfect for you to amp up your presentation skills and raise your profile within your industry. If you want to learn more about Jeanette, please check out her website, JeanetteBoza.com. So are you ready to level up your presenting skills? Then let's get growing. So Jeanette, welcome to the Grow Getters podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to speak to you today. Yes. So we're going to talk a lot about presentation skills because this is your expertise today. And we're going to really look at how presentation skills can really increase your professional visibility today in this episode. So we're going to start off with the first question. And the first question is, in a world where we can all somehow hide behind our screens, we use our presentation skills to really stay relevant. So could you give us an idea of how presentation skills still are relevant to grow your career or your business? We'd love to know that because people podcast and they switch their camera off. So why is it important to improve your presentation skills to grow your career and business? Yeah, I actually would go as far as saying it's not negotiable. <laughs> so it is something that we cannot get away with not developing. 
And why I say that is because I had first-hand experience of when I decided not to present my work and not to be visible within our organization. And it had very big impact for me on my career. So I always say also to my clients, this is something that we can't go without at all. Okay, very good. And so you're also really incredibly passionate, as we've seen online, about women being visible. And so are we. And being seen and speaking up about the amazing work that they do. So where does this passion come from and why is it important to you? Yeah, there's basically two reasons or two big drivers. And um, as I mentioned previously, I made a big mistake in 2016 in my career. We had a change in our organization. My manager at that time came to the office one morning, called an urgent meeting and said that he's leaving the business with immediate effect due to illness. He was diagnosed with cancer. And after that meeting, he left. And it was a big shock for our team because we, we loved him. He was really respected within the organization. And you could even argue that he was directly on his way to become our company CEO. And so in this time, in this, this period, what I decided to do is to just put my head down and do the work, make sure my projects are successful and, you know, I contribute to, to the team. Everyone else in my team and my peers did the same, but in this time when we were reporting to our CEO, we were reporting this period directly to our CEO, they also made time to spend with him. So they set up times and meetings with him to basically share their projects and share their work with him. And I was the only one who did not do it. And step by step, week by week, I just moved further and further into the background compared to my peers. And to be honest, in my estimation, I delayed my career progression with about two years from that decision because it took a year for the new, for our new manager to start. So the entire 2016, I was just working on my projects, not engaging with leadership, not engaging fully with people. And when the new boss started, I was really invisible. And last year I got my promotion and I think it was about two years later than when I was ready for it. So if I think about the impact it had on me, you know, two years career progression, but if you think also from an executive level salary that I could have earned, all of these things compounded from basic the decision not to promote my work. And I realized I was able to bring myself back in 2019. I noticed, okay, now I'm back on track. People are not checking their emails anymore when I give an update in the team meeting. I'm now invited to speak at our conferences, etc. So I could see that I've I've made a step and I, I've revised myself back into the front line. Why was that? Why did you hold yourself back? Yeah, it's a very interesting question because I just wrote a blog on it and I realized there were really two reasons for it. The first one was confidence, low confidence. And it was, it came in the form of what, what do I have to offer? You know, like what updates interesting topics can I share with our CEO? So really seeing myself way lower and not seeing myself as an expert and accepting the importance of my, my projects. So I really had that, that feeling of why should I take 30 minutes of his valuable time to share my, my projects? 
I mean, the second part was, and this is hard to admit, but I, I just have to look it in the eye, is it was the easier way out. Because preparing for these meetings with senior management and presentations, it takes energy. You have stress beforehand. Uncertainty is your message lands. You have the anxiety during the meeting and presentation. So the whole thing is actually taking a lot of energy. And it was really the road of least resistance for me to just do the work, make sure where I felt confident because I, I was delivering great quality. So I was feeling confident in my project. So I decided to stay where I was confident. And my heart is racing a little bit when I say that because it's, it's difficult to admit these things that we step back in meetings or step back in presentations because it's sometimes the easiest thing to do. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why I feel it's important. And I also feel we have, in a way, a responsibility in our careers and also our businesses to be visible. Why? Because we become examples for new starters in the companies or new entrepreneurs that needs to see examples of people who look like them, speak like them, come from countries that they come from potentially. And I feel also we need to be visible to give examples. I think that example resonates with so many women, Jeanette, and so many women have basically taken the backseat for stress of life, things that are happening in their life. They just have too many responsibilities, you know, with children or this or that, or, you know, managing a house, like mortgage payments, all the things just become so much at some, at some stage. You don't want to go out there and put yourself out onto the firing line, actually, you know, when you are there. So it's very interesting to hear what happened for you and also, you know, going to, to move up into 2019, was there a shift in your perception of your skills, right? Was there a perception in how your skills had developed or was it pretty much the same, but you just grew confidence to now step forward? I did grow skills and one skill specifically that I grew was being able to challenge so I'm also notorious for loving harmony and having everyone comfortable and happy around me. And so I don't always challenge it. And as, as a coach, I also had to learn how to challenge my coaches. And in those two years, I learned how to really push back and question and insist on my ideas. And I think it comes to selling your ideas, whether it's in, in your corporate role or when you are speaking to a customer or a client as well. But I was becoming, I was becoming more assertive and insistent on certain topics. So it was not only standing up and in, in meetings, but also in project design meetings, brainstorming meetings, I was visible and I was there. And I believe that built on my presentation skills and on my visibility as well. Wonderful. Yeah, honestly, it was mostly my quality and my skills were the same. And I can attribute just the fact that I was quiet to my late promotions. Yeah, interesting. You say that the you're, you say that presentation skills are the black sheep of professional skills. What do you exactly mean by that? Why is this? Well, you know, it's almost like that weird uncle we have where everyone rolls their eyes at him, basically ignores him and doesn't take him serious, you know. And I think that that's what we do with presentation skills as well when we start our careers or our businesses. We think about um, leadership, visionary, being strategic, delegating, even, you know, selling, even sales skills and marketing. Those are the things we develop. 
and presenting well and influencing through presentations is the last one we look at. And I think that there are many reasons for it. I, I believe that fear and the emotions we have around presenting and being looked at and being judged is probably one of those things. But I also don't think enough people speak about how important it is to help to position ourselves. I think also we have this idea of or vision image of people in an organization or maybe someone that you follow who speaks and speaks and speaks and says absolutely nothing. And we don't want to become that. And we don't want to become arrogant or seem that we're too full of ourselves. So we hold ourselves back. And I, I think that that's why I feel we give presentation skills the last bit of our attention. Mm, interesting. So what do presentation skills look like in 2022? What do you think? I think that there's a shift and a shift that I do like in the sense that there is more appetite for being yourself in presentations and when you speak. I think in the old days, and this is also something that frustrates me still a, a, about the industry and the niche, is that you get you get people giving advice on how to stand very professionally with the right clothes and point your hands. And I don't feel that that is actually relevant anymore or adding very much to your impact when you present. I think when you can connect with your audience and you can engage with them, that's, that's very powerful in today's, in today's world. So I feel that taking the fluff away from presentation skills is important and some of the older professional types presentations ways is not necessary anymore. I think we can be more relaxed and still professional, show more of ourselves and still talk about work in our businesses, but just in a, in a much more relaxed environment. Do you see a trend in, you know, hybrid presentations or do you see a trend in different use of tools or you know, presenting with different technologies? Are you seeing anything like this? I am seeing at the moment a very hybrid environment. And I think there's a, there's a strength in that or there's benefit for us in that because you can still very much use virtual skills and virtual presentations to be impactful. Before COVID and the pandemic, I don't think we would have believed how much we can actually achieve via Zoom. And the world is, is ready for it. So customers are able to consume virtually as well as face-to-face. And the same for us in, in, in corporate roles. So I would say the trend that I see is very much a hybrid. And people who are have companies to use both those skills or both of those avenues to reach their customers and to be impactful with their customers. And also if you are in your corporate role to use both face-to-face and virtual to engage and position yourself. Nice. Very nice. So you can reach more people also. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. More than the people that are in front of you. So we love that you are a no-fluff advice giver, so are we. And you are totally a grow-getter in this sense. So, and our kind of, and really our kind of experts. So can you please hit up our listeners with your three secret source skill-up levelers? So the three that I chose specifically for your audience is the first one is to expect being nervous. And this links to the no slash and, and advice. You give people, you know, sometimes I get advice, just, you know, be confident, don't be nervous, you'll be fine. And you, you ask yourself like, 
but how? How am I not nervous? And I've learned that just accepting that the nerves will be there helps me. So I'm not surprised by it. Because physically, there's a reaction to your body. Your brain tells you that you're going into a challenging situation. It is difficult for us to be looked at. So we don't like people staring at us. And so automatically, when people, a group of people look at you, there's a reaction for us. So adrenaline goes into your body. Your blood goes to your arms and your legs. That's why we are shaking also a lot of the times during presentations. Or your heart is racing because you're getting ready to run or fight. And so my first piece of advice is to just accept the fact that the nerves will be there and let them stay there. And you just continue with your plan and your presentation and know that you've done your piece beforehand. You're ready for this presentation and it is just purely a reaction in your body. I find that that helps me just to be a bit more confident and linked to that is probably point number 1B, is if it's possible before you start your presentation to stand. So if you are presenting in a group or in front of people, if it's possible at the back of the room to stand before your session, five minutes, 10 minutes before your session, I find that if we are contracted and sitting down, we also feel smaller and it takes a bit more time, a few minutes before our energy comes up when we are standing in front of the group. So you can actually preempt that before your presentation. And if you're doing it virtually, if you have a standing desk or somehow where you can stand before you actually have to present, that always helps. So that would be point number one. I also, like I mentioned earlier, would say, bring yourself into your presentation. Now, it doesn't have to be the standard or normal introduction of high internet and this is my husband and my dog in my house. You don't have to do it like that. I had, and I've got two examples. I had a client recently we spoke and she wanted to bring more of herself into presentations and engage with her company. And we talked about it and it turns out she's a ballerina and also a gymnast. So I said to her, how could she bring in concepts or analogies or process or structure from being a ballerina or being a gymnast into your story? of how she designed the project or how to understand the project, for example. So that is a way how she could bring herself into, into the presentation, still keep it professional, but also as a person. And recently, one of my colleagues, he presented and he started his presentation off with a photo of his daughter. And she's two years old and she was busy with a book. And he said that she is now starting to learn to read. And he made the link to today, and we are also going to learn about a new project. So there was like this learning connection. So that is ways that those are ways how you can bring yourself into, into the presentation, because I believe people are very interested to get to know the presenter or the person together with what, what they're offering in the, in their speech. Good. And then the third one is examples. There's a lot of, a lot about storytelling in business going the rounds. And I find it for me personally, sometimes difficult to understand exactly what is meant by storytelling. What does it look like? Especially if you come from a culture where not naturally storytellers. So I would say, think about concrete examples that you can share in your presentations or in your meetings, like I just did with my colleague and my client, because I could have said, you know, just share something about yourselves in your presentations, but having 
images or visuals of what that could look like helps the audience to connect with you, but also to connect with your, with your content. And they stay engaged when they hear stories or examples. Wonderful. So those would be the three things. Cool. Thank you. That's really helpful tips. I will bring them into the next presentation that I give, which is next week. So thank oh, you. Excellent. Let me know how it works. <laughs> yeah, I will for sure. And likewise, no matter if you're a career or business babe, selling something is something we all have to do. So do you have any best pieces of advice for when it comes to sales presentations? Two things. The first one is to remind ourselves that we are on the same level as the customer and the audience. I see sometimes when we, when we sell, there is a tendency to put ourselves below the customer, just mentally, right? Say, or in our corporate roles below senior leadership. And it is important to go into that meeting or into that presentation as equals, because I have something to offer, which someone else is paying for or going to buy or planning to buy or deciding to buy. But it is not a lower genet, higher customer or leadership role. And I believe that if we go in with, I'm okay and you're okay, the same level, then our energy and, you know, the way we interact also with our audience is, is different. Stronger, more confident. So that would be like a mindset that I would suggest people use in, in their sales presentations. And the second thing is something that I think maybe we underestimate, and that is the sharing of statistic, statistics and knowledge from other sources. Why do I say that? I think we are in our niches and in our businesses very focused and we know almost already the basics that our customers might not know. So whatever information or statistics or insights that you can share with a customer that they don't know, that they might not be aware of, that might just change their mind and help them to see, oh, you know, this can actually help my business. Those are the things that I would actively share in a sales presentation, especially if it comes from outside sources that gives even more credibility to it. For example, uh, recently Harvard Business Review said that speaking well and presenting well is a key to managing upwards. So I use that statement in my, in my sales pitches as well, because it comes from a different source, contributing and supporting what I believe. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much. Such great tips. Super valuable, super non no fluff, super practical. So thank you so much for all that information. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Jeanette. So I really look forward to letting this episode go live and also others really improving their presentation skills so they can really grow their business and grow their careers. Excellent. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Grow Getters. If you love the podcast, then we know you'll love the club. Introducing Grow Getters Club, the intimate mastermind for global grow getting women like you that holds you accountable, attracts your kind of people and cuts through the clutter so you can get crystal clear on your zone of genius, whatever that might be. No matter what stage of your business journey, our community of brilliant, like-minded women are all working together towards the same goal, clarity for their one big thing. 
Grogan's Club is a perfect blend of everything you need to launch your side hustle or scale your business in no time. You'll get exclusive access to expert-led masterclasses and events covering the hottest future skills topics so you stay on top of your game. You'll tap into the brains of a cohort of incredibly talented and diverse women you can collaborate with via regular co-working and peer-to-peer skill exchange sessions. Our live roundtable workshops will help you working on your biz in real time using mirror boards to track your progress and the accountability of an intimate group will keep you on track to achieve your wildest dreams. Best of all, you'll be part of a growing movement of women who are taking active steps to future-proof themselves and encourage each other to thrive. So come and join the waitlist for Grow Getters Club at growgetters.io forward slash club. Our next intake is coming soon, so make sure you sign up today. <laughs>